1: Oh, and welcome to Get The Table, another Wrestling Roundtable Discussion Podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn and the Dadly Boys of what culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. So what do you guys want to talk about? No, we are here today to talk about all hell breaking loose burning, in AEW like, yeah. and uh, Sige, there's a place I want to start here and I'm genuinely not doing a gimmick, but I've seen this said online so I'm just going to cover it off straight away. Could this all be
3: a work? No. Cool. Fair enough. No, all right, okay, I'm doing a bit, but I will elaborate here, right? The purpose of a worked shoot storyline is exactly the same as a worked fictional storyline, for lack of a better word. It's to make money with a, with a storyline, right? Okay, this makes no sense whatsoever if you look at the past, what, three months, right? The idea that if this was a work, right, my thinking is, well, If it's a work, the idea surely is to have CM Punk turn heel by basically depicting himself as a complete arsehole who is toxic, arrogant, power-hungry, thinks the rules only apply to him, with the idea being that, and I've seen this kind of scattered, these thoughts scattered across online, the idea being that he's polluting and corrupting the heart and soul of AEW All Friends Wrestling with his toxic presence, from which it will be saved by MJF and all the elite. The idea is that CM Punk, being his real-life dickhead self, is a work, and he's the heel now. MJF is literally calling himself the devil (laughs) and has formed now, seemingly, a seven-man heel stable, right? That is a worse babyface heel dynamic than a Triple H War Games match. (laughs) It just makes no sense whatsoever for it to be a work. Like, apply some critical thinking and use Occam's Razor. It absolutely is not a work. I just don't think it can be stated any clearer than that because if it was, what you've done is you've created this absolutely ridiculous storyline, Um, where it makes no sense. MGF is a devil and has a seven-man heel stable. But what you've also done, and what CM Punk has kind of done, is you've just ruined the last three months of everything MGF has tried to do. And again, it makes zero sense whatsoever. What would have happened in that case, if it was a work, is that AEW would have stepped on its own dick. (laughs) And I popped too when I heard that. Do you know who I got that from? The line in Twin Peaks to return actually, but CM Punk used it last night, and I popped mad for it. Even though I kind of came out with that presser thinking he's a dick, but he's the most fascinating, best, worst guy in all
1: of wrestling, and
3: that Willborn is what we are here to talk about. It's
1: just been such a crazy few days. I mean, you must be exhausted. You worked obviously the, the whole Clash of the Castle weekend. We had Tussle near the Turrets, the shows, all the reporting on it. You come back into work on Sunday night. You do this stream for All Out, and you said so yourself. Ten minutes after All Out, All that's almost forgotten about because of this presser. And then subsequently, we have this backstage brawl, all the chaos going on with the Young Books and Ace Steel, all this going on. What, what do you make of it all?
2: I think it's really sad that people want this to be a work and are verbalizing that as if to not want to be worked. That suggests that when they watch wrestling, they don't want to be worked by something that is. Our work. So I think it's sad that that was even part of the conversation in the first place, because this is a series of, like, I believe it, a series of just real-life events that have spiralled out of control, because it's a series of workplace disputes, and when have they never, like, when have they never not existed within workplaces? People forget that, yes, wrestlers will work you all the time on this, they will carner you on that, but fundamentally, this is a lot of very bad workplace disputes that have, unfortunately, as we will get to, escalated to violence as a result of poor mediation and poor moderation of being able to get out your frustrations in more sensible ways unfortunately the worst possible avenues for people to get their frustrations out national television where money is at stake where careers and reputations are on the line all that sort of thing. This is a powder keg. And if you're old enough to remember, and even if you're not old enough to remember, there's enough documentaries out there to remind you this has happened over and over again. Like, at the highest level, with Vince McMahon, of all people, policing this. This has still gone on, you know? And he was supposed to be the be-all and end-all of his products. It's a shame that it's happened here, but I think it's foolish to think it's anything other than real. CM Punk... This is something that, like, I don't want to justify his behavior because I'm really struggling to say. I think there's a lot of people at fault here, and that's always the case. There's multiple sides to multiple stories, but a little bit of it of me here is a little bit like lightning rod creates lightning. News at eleven. Like, I, you do bring CM Punk in, warts and all, bells and whistles of the big comeback, and everything's nice, and he's bought everybody an ice cream. Was never going to be CM Punk forever. And you didn't even need to be a long-standing fan to know that. You only need to have been watching as recent as 2014, or been watching the wrestling news from about 2018, 2019, whenever the the, the stuff with Scott Colton came up. You know, so it's just
3: Scott Colton. <laughs> Dude, that's how you sounded. <laughs> you wanted the worst. worst. Scott Colton's you the worst. Got the
2: worst. Like it's just. Limp
3: Bizkit. CM yeah, yeah, Punk. This
2: is this is CM Punk. This is part of CM Punk's deal. And it's what makes him so fascinating and what makes him part of the conversation. It's what makes him, ultimately, as great as he is as a pro wrestler, because... He's this guy all day long. So he puts that much care and attention and thought. He's super obsessed when he's locked in. And I think we can all agree for the bulk of his AW run, he's been super locked Mm -hmm. in for the betterment of the product. But he's also locked into personal grudges and when he believes is right and righteous indignation and all the other things that we all have different faults, but he's as locked into them as he is like what he's fantastic at, better than many, many others. So this is kind of a, it's so far away from a work, it's a reality that was lying there dormant all along.
1: Slash wrestling. Sid, you wrote an entire book about AEW becoming all elite, the rise of AEW, available on Amazon right now if you want to go and get it. Um, So, you know, you have a great passion, understandably, for this company. And what I've seen looking at your social media over the last 24 hours is a real concern about this splintering now within AEW. And I mean, we don't want to speculate too much, but there are reports that people may leave the company as a result of Everything that went on backstage with A Steel, Omega, the books, punk, obviously, all that sort of thing. How are you feeling about it right now? Because this feels like a seismic moment moment in the history of AEW. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, I don't know what to think. I'm genuinely conflicted about all of this. Like ultimately, take me back to February, goddamn, twenty twenty. <laughs> yes. Right. I don't know if I fancy the next eighteen months or so. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no, no. I'll take I'll take that month. It was absolutely seminal wrestling <laughs> yeah. television. Revolution 2020 felt magical. The build was absolutely phenomenal. If there were backstage dramas, you didn't really hear about them. There was a really nice compact roster that interacted with itself wonderfully. And that got premium TV time. And all of these things like will factor into what eventually has become of AEW right now. But what I'm arriving at is that great wrestling fictional storytelling Beats this kind of gossipy drama. That's kind of fun for the news cycle. It's great to check your phones on Twitter and all the rest of it. And it's just inherently fascinating gossip and drama and all the rest of it. But honestly, at this point, I'm just ready for it all to be completely left on screen. Because it was better then, the product, than it is now. And ultimately, like delving into the altercation, following the presser. um, Again, at time of recording, this could change. At time of getting the video released, it all might change. And I must reiterate, or just outright state, this is just speculation on my part about the dynamics and how complicated everything is. There is a chance, right, that if A, steel, if everything is true, worried about, you know, being on record and all the yeah. rest of it, if the rumours are true, and you've heard them, that he's bitten and thrown chairs and all the rest of it, if he gets fired, and there's, you know, a good reason why he could be for this, then... Um, from AEW's perspective, I'm saying nothing that I don't want to say, um, that CM Punk could take his side and just say, "Ah, oh, if he walks, I walk. But then could Kenny Omega, again, if this is all true, be reasonably expected to work alongside a steel if they're not willing to forgive one another? Um, again, these are conversations and situations we're not privy to. They sound goddamn serious if there's police and legal action being whispered um, within the wrestling media. Then at this point, there might well be a situation where CM Punk or Kenny Omega decides this is untenable for me so I can't stick around, I would much rather 1 million percent watch the next three or four years of the body of work of CM Punk and Kenny Omega, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, unfold rather than having like a fun week on Twitter. Like much rather Mm. that. I think we've all had a honeymoon phase. We all like the memes. We all like the jokes. We all like the drama. But a week in the news cycle versus that, um, I just don't know what to make of it.
1: It's fascinating, isn't it? Because because we talked about it, it overshadowed the paper, overshadowed the return of MJF. All of yeah. this, and yeah, how can you expect that all these people not physically share a locker room, but effectively share a locker room?
2: So this is humiliating optics-wise for AW. Regardless of what issues have taken place, it has been allowed to escalate to levels of physical violence. Again, you talk about workplace disputes you know, that should be dealt with via terrible Toby Flenderson handbook and win-win-wins and all that sort of nonsense. It shouldn't be that, like, people are throwing punches or biting each other. Even within pro wrestling, which has forever existed in a multitude of grey areas just to exist in the first place, WWE has unfortunately gotten away forever with existing in the grey areas. And now it appears that AEW could end up doing the same unless there are consequences to these actions. And again, like, it's hard to speculate on the consequences without being able to know for definite what happened in the actions and None of us are here to say conclusively this thing happened because we weren't in the room and reports are still mm-hmm, kind of filtering yeah. out as we're recording this. But the consequences kind of do have to be dire, if only because in the last few weeks, consequences have been dished out elsewhere. Yeah. Precedents have been set with Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, which is suddenly like, hugely important. Like That was previously this vision of a locker room that was in a bit of disarray. Now it has to be the standard bearer for what happens to somebody, if not Everybody. Everybody could be suspended as a result of this. You take everybody away and you hope that cooler heads prevail. And Tony Khan will be tested as an administrator and as a company owner, you know, in terms of how he deals with this. But because wrestling exists in the grey and he got into wrestling in the first place, I feel like, again, I can speculate that Mm. there will be something in the back of Tony Khan's mind thinking... I need to figure out a way to get art from these artists. I need to get money out of this in the end. He's seen it done in wrestling on more than one occasion. And I, again, total speculation on my part, a little bit of him might be wondering, sizing up the reality of long-term, as kind of Sidric Leaves do with the Punk Omega thing, long-term, can I somehow keep everybody on board and make this work? There was a, like a rah-rah, Chris Jericho, everybody settled down talent meeting, like, what, two weeks ago? that has profoundly failed. So they need to go back to the drawing board of how to f- fix the issues that that meeting didn't fix. But this is, like, I think, anyway, I could be wrong, but this is probably outwardly the most conversation that has ever been drummed up by AEW. It's for the ugliest of reasons, yeah. unfortunately. But, um, like, they were still in the process. They're only three years at this point, they're still in the process of building stars that will one day be bigger than Chris Jericho or John Moxley or CM Punk. They're still, in terms of those conversations, Omega and Hangman in the books are still ju- like on the verge of breaking through, but not quite there. This story might have done that. Yeah, It certainly did for Vince McMahon as the owner of WWE post-Montreal, and of course those comparisons are there for all the obvious reasons. So, beyond the conflict resolution that he has to do or the big, decisive, precedent-setting moves he has to make, I just think a little bit of him will be thinking, "Can I resolve this wholly for the good of the like the actual on-screen side of it as well?"
1: Dynamite is going to be fascinating this week, Sage, as, as Hamlet mentions. There, if suspensions are handed out, you've just lost your newly crowned world champion and your inaugural trios uh, t- champs as well. But you've got MJF there, you know. Uh, Lord knows what's going to happen with Hangman Page going on after this. Where do we go from here?
3: I don't know where we go from here, truthfully. Uh, realistically, the precedent has been set with Eddie Kingston in terms of the suspensions, but you know he's not a bigger star as CM Punk, like people want him to be. And there's a the grey area, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a grey area. People desperately want him to be. I've the amount of times like we're we're coming up to the second Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium show, and. 365 or whatever days later, people are still saying, well, he needs to win a title at Arthur Ashe. That's how over he is. That's how much he's a top star in the minds of fans, but he's not in the mind of Tony Khan. So I've really got no idea um, what happens next, but they need to do something absolutely massive because it's not just the very, very significant um, physical violence that's unfolded. That needs to be addressed. That absolutely cannot happen again. It's everything that was said in the presser. Um, what a shame if of all people... The voice of the voiceless, the guy who completely and utterly spent all of his time in WWE just wanting a microphone to tell a story because he valued the expression of an artist over some hack writer, is the one to limit expression in AEW because what he's done in that presser, in my opinion, personal subjective opinion, is expose himself as a massive hypocrite. What he's done in that presser, is said that he works with effing children, right? Rightly or wrongly, if he thinks that, should he have should he have expressed it? Because what he's done is basically been extremely petulant. He wasn't asked about Scott Colton. His mood wasn't darkened by the mention of Scott Colton. Colt Cabana, what am I doing? But you know what I mean. Mm. He's gone out there with an axe to grind an agenda, and he's just done this all by himself. And what he has done is he's kind of buried a pay-per-view. All his talk of, like, the boys in the locker room and the collective and looking after each other and all the rest of it. No one's talking about that pay-per-view because of what he deliberately, in advance, chose to say. And just to circle back to the start of the podcast, when I said it isn't a work, one of the follies, if the whole thing itself is not a folly, of booking a worked-shoot storyline is that it makes everything else seem completely fake. We saw this a million times with Vince Russo, right? It exposes everything else as fake. Within five to ten minutes of CM Punk deciding, you know what, I'm going to play by my own rules and just say what I want to say in very controversial, ultimately brutal fashion, is he's made everything else seem not only completely insignificant, but fake. That MJF stuff, right, in contrast to CM Punk, the real human being, very much appearing like a heel for ten minutes, it's made the MJF material feel so performed so theatrical and ultimately in contrast so fake and it's just bollocks basically if you're ah, i can't speak for anyone but you've got to be seething if you're in that locker room right now he's completely it's a good job that the acclaimed match was so fantastic well done to them that people were talking about that a great deal but there are so many matches at all out 2022 that feel like that took place three months ago yeah and that happened in the span of 10 minutes I don't want the expression, the unscripted promos or anything like that to end in AEW, but it feels like we are at the absolute other end of the extreme to what WWE was in the well, now and for much of the twenty first century. The
2: ramifications of this are going to explode out of it. Like ultimately we're going to see little things or like there's going to be big picture stuff potentially like suspensions or firings or changes or who knows what. But then you're going to see a lot of little things like that. And I've been thinking a lot about the scripted promo element of it as well. MJF will be cri- will be required to go out there. And we believe in the star power of MJF to probably get this back on. Oh, track. I certainly do. But he will now be required to do it within kind of people having a very close eye on what he's going to say because of what's taking place this weekend. I'm not so sure we'll go back to scripted promos, but let's not again I'm not trying to like Drag CM Punk out of trouble here, and he certainly doesn't need me to do it because he's in enough and he's probably standing up for himself doing it. This did start with a line that Hangman Page believed was fair game to do. That's planted a seed within CM Punk, and we know him to be this man that never really lets go of a grudge. But CM Punk lost his place on his high horse by firing back on television with that challenge a few weeks later. But there's two examples of what happens when the wrestlers are given the freedom of expression and look where that's got us. The fix isn't to do the complete opposite. And micromanage... Never again. Never again. Like, But, like, the fix isn't to micromanage every word they say, and we don't want a leaked Dynamite script to look like a leaked Raw one. But suddenly, these wrestlers have created circumstances that would justify it. And not necessarily from Tony Khan, but from Tony Khan fighting and losing with a network executive that doesn't want his product, like, attached to this sort of... Like, again, if this story breaks beyond wrestling that's suddenly Discovery and Time Warner that are like, what's going on down there? You know, like, again, that's what I'm saying about exploding
3: ramifications. It's nothing now until it's something. It would be such a shame very quickly if that would have happened, because yes, my understanding is that the writers write their own material, which they absolutely do. And they go to their uh, dance partner, their collaborator, who masquerades as a rival and say, just to make sure is it all right to say this? But that's not everything. Part of the wonder and the beauty and the magic of professional wrestling is that in the moment, when there's like a face-to-face confrontation or whatever, you've agreed to say things, but what if something magic pops in your head? Like the absolute best pattern we ever have in this office yes. is when we're in a 10 minutes deep, into some absolutely stupid in-joke, and then something else happens. Yeah. That only happens when you're in the flow and the rhythm of a conversation. Yeah. I
2: would say the Eddie, third best Eddie, second best Kingston is a nice example
3: of that Yeah, from the other week. absolutely. Perfect. So if right. someone says something, you think, I've got the perfect counter to that, that we didn't agree upon, oh, but it would get such a pap that I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to ever end, mm-hmm. right? But ultimately... Might have to, because look at what five minutes of candid conversation that wasn't pre-approved have done to this company. We could be losing the heart and soul or the biggest star. It's just awful. And is this worth two good days on
1: Twitter? (laughs) Absolute bollocks, not for me. It's going to be fascinating to see where we go from here and all the all out fallouts. So let us know your thoughts on it in the comments section below. Like, share, subscribe. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for Daily Wrestling Podcasts. And continue the conversation with us on Twitter. It's pretty lively on there at What Culture WWE. Where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My Thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it